Hello everyone and welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum. I'm your host, Cody Wagner. Here we'll discuss everything related to the wide world of automobiles, including culture, news, games, interviews, and events. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hey, hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. Today, we have another new car to dive into. It's one that's been out for a little bit now, actually, and I've been, well, I've not really been saving it, I just haven't gotten around to doing it yet. But I am very, very intrigued by the design because it, to some extent, kind of by the rear, or by the rear, at the rear, looks a little bit like an AMC Pacer to me. But the rest of it, I think, is brilliant. But we'll get into the design more later. For now, though, what you need to know is that we're going to be diving into the 2022 Genesis GV70. It's their new SUV. Let's go. After years of second-tier status, Genesis is finally turning into a fully-fledged luxury automaker. That process started with the G70 and the GV80, and it continues today with the unveiling of the 2022 GV70. Set to become one brand... Shouldn't it be the brands? Anyway, set to become the brand's most important... What? That's just such a weird sentence. Set to become one brand's most important models, the GV70 is an entry-level crossover that features a bold and upscale design. The front end is dominated by a large crest grille, which is flanked by sporty air intakes and Genesis's trademark quad lighting units. Moving further back, there's a sloping hood and curvaceous bodywork. The model also features a so-called parabolic line, which starts at the headlights and continues all the way back to the taillights. We can also see muscular rear fenders and a distinctive greenhouse, which is broken up by an angular C-pillar. Continuing to the rear, the GV70 has a rakish window and a stylish liftgate with an integrated spoiler. The model also has quad taillights, a faux ventilated bumper, and a sizable dual exhaust system. The upscale styling continues into the cabin as there are high-quality materials and elliptical elements, which are inspired by the aerodynamic sections of aircraft wings. Genesis didn't say much about the interior, but we can see a digital instrument cluster and a windscreen infotainment system. The model has also been outfitted with stylish climate, control, climate controls and a thin chrome line which wraps around the cabin. Silver accents are abound and they're joined by a rotary shifter which is akin to a, metis- to a meticulously refined jewel. While the standard model looks pretty good, Cosmos can opt for a sport package. It adds a dark chrome grille, black accents, and a more aggressive front bumper. The package also includes larger exhaust tips, a body color diffuser, and a revised interior with a sport steering wheel as well as carbon fiber trim. Genesis was tight-lipped on specifics, but the GV70 rides on a rear-wheel drive architecture and will be available with two different engines in the United States. The entry-level unit is a turbocharged 2.5-liter four-cylinder and it will likely produce 300 horsepower, 224 kilowatts or 304 PS, and 311 pound-feet or 422 newton meters of torque. The crossover will also be offered with a twin-turbo 3.5-liter V6. Genesis was coy on numbers, but in the GV80, it develops 375 horsepower, 280 kilowatts or 380 PS, and 391 pound-feet or 530 newton meters of torque. The engines will presumably be connected to an 8-speed automatic transmission. That remains unconfirmed, but Genesis told us the GV70 will be offered with rear and all-wheel drive in the United States. In Canada, all-wheel drive will come standard. Buyers will also find four different driving modes known as Eco, Comfort, Sport, and Custom. Models equipped with the Sport package will have a fifth driving mode called Plus. Given that the GV70 is a luxury crossover, it will be offered with an assortment of driver assistance systems. Besides front collision avoidance, Front Collision Avoidance and Blind Spot Collision Avoidance Systems, there's Highway Driving Assist 2. It's a semi-autonomous driving system which combines adaptive cruise control with a lane centering function. 
Highway Driving Assist 2 also features a lane change assist function that allows drivers to use the turn signal to tell the car to switch lanes. Other notable assistance systems include navigation-based smart cruise control, which automatically slows down for curves, and an, an intelligent speed limit assist system. The latter ensures the vehicle doesn't exceed the speed limit, and this comes in handy when you're traveling in areas known for speed traps. Speaking of technology, the GB70 will have a fingerprint authentication system and an advanced rear occupant alert system, which uses radar sensors that are much more sophisticated than traditional ultrasonic sensors. Genesis says they are so sensitive, they can, they can detect small repository movements, enabling the GB70 to alert drivers in cases when a child or sleeping infant has been left in their seat. The 2022 Genesis GB70 will arrive in the United States next year. This, the article was written in 2020, so it'll arrive sometime this year, and models will be announced closer to launch. With that out of the way, let's now talk about the looks. And I have to say, so the roof line, like the silhouette of the thing from the side, I had a hard time working this out, but I finally realized, to me, it looks, on one hand, it looks like a lengthened Stelvio, and it sort of looks like a Maserati Levante. Neither of those are bad things, but it is kind of striking how similar the silhouette is to those other SUVs. It's kind of sporty looking. It's sort of, it really, it really is kind of a crossover to me. It's not a proper, it's not a proper boxy SUV. It's... It's surprisingly athletic looking. Surprisingly athletic looking. To start, let's talk about the face and let's start with the non-sport model. It's weird to me because it has the, it has a similar kind of beak-shaped grill that Acura was trying to pull off a little while ago, but I think it's way more elegant here than Acura's version. The the re almost rectangular rectangular oriented quad headlights are odd but very unique. I feel. And so I don't I don't really dislike them. I'm not sure I adore them, but I don't I don't really hate it's gonna have to, I think it's gonna take some time. It'll have to take it'll take a little bit of time for it to either grow on me or for me to hate it. But the overall face, I think I'm gonna have to say the same thing. I'd probably I definitely have to see one in the flesh. I really can't make up my mind about whether or not I like it, dislike it, or hate it. I'm I'm not loving it, because I think it's a very obscure design however it is very unique and perhaps if i see that in the flesh or if i see this car in the flesh the uniqueness will win, will win me over more than the obscurity of it will because especially from the front it's sort of it sort of looks like a korean bentley bentayga it's got a little bit of that in its design as well and i i don't hate the bentayga let me be honest with you i don't hate it i don't i don't love it but i don't hate it i think it's it's awkward looking but as far as the bentley suv goes they pulled it off way better than I feared they than I feared they wouldn't. So Bentley did a did a good job with not making it look atro the making the Batagia not look atrocious. The Genesis I feel is kind of a similar deal here. The grill is perhaps, and I know it's going to be funny considering this is an SUV, but perhaps the beak element on the grill is just a little bit too big, it just makes it look a little bulbous. But that's me. Let's move around to the back though. I don't like the fake grill insert on the lower half of the rear bumper. That is just unnecessary. It's it's more cheesy to me than it is sporty. It's not very good. The exhaust tips, assuming they're fake, and I'm sure they are, look interesting but are ruined by the fake grill insert surrounding them. The taillights are, are also quite interesting. They're like the headlights. They're quad, but they're a lot wider. They're a lot wider than the headlights are, but they're... 
just there's still like a single element LED per 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 headlight unit. So not not as creative as I would have wished. A lot you know a very similar criticism I made of the new Grand Cherokee. But I think the difference here is that I think the difference here is that the LED element is very thin and there's four of them. I don't think it's going to be hard to tell that this is a Genesis down the road, despite the fact that it has very, very simplistic, a very simplistic taillight design. I don't think it's going to be hard to tell. The rear window I'm a little worried about, because like a lot of modern crossovers, the roofline is sloped at the rear, and that tends to impede quite greatly on visibility. The good news, though, is that the rear windshield, rear windshield, rear window, appears, it appears to go down go down the tailgate a decent ways. I wish it was a little more, but it could be worse. It's not, it doesn't look like it's gonna be a port window. That's what I'm trying to get at. And so that's, that's pretty good. The character line, the central character line that goes from the hood to the rear fender near to the rear bumper. I kind of like that. It does make a little bit of a weird surface for an SUV by the doors. Because you know how the Viper, the Gen 5 Viper, when you go up the door, you have that flat surface, that stout hip. It's like they tried to do that, but obviously not nearly as extreme. And it kind of tapers away once you get closer towards, once you get closer towards the back of the car. I'm not sure, I'm not entirely sure how I feel about it. It's, it's just a very, it makes for a really weird crease, I feel. It makes for a really, really weird crease in the door. I feel the design would be a lot cleaner. Arguably a bit slab-sided, but it might look a little cleaner if that wasn't the case. Although, with that said, I'm also noticing that there's a that there's a bit of a kink where the rear wheel arches, I mean way above, it's just below the greenhouse, but starting with the rear passenger doors, there's a bit of a Levante-style kink. It's not nearly that aggressive, but it's very similar to that, and then it and then it goes all the way to the back of the car and it creates a separate surface from where that from where that crease is, that from where the character line is. If they had connected the crease to to the rear to the rear kink, sort of like a fake Coke bottle, I think that would be better. Because at the moment you have just this very weird kind of origami fold where the rear passenger door is near the, the quarter panel, the rear quarter panel. You have this you have this like aerospace kink and then you have a crease under it and it's it's a lot of uh, origami-esque folds. It's just a little bit messy. I would have preferred if they had taken the crease went down with it as they do by the driver by the driver's door and then started going up to where this kink is where the passenger door is and made it all one line rather than having the character line be its own separate thing and then the kink where the rear door is be its own separate thing as well not not something i would have preferred it's very it's just a little bit messy especially from some angles it it adds a lot of heft i feel to the rear of the car it's just it's incredibly messy it's incredibly messy. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, they've added a lot of fat to this portion of the car. It's like they added lard into it. It's not, I'm not a fan. It's not awful, despite the fact how much I'm belaboring this point, but it adds, it adds a lot of heft to this area of the vehicle. Makes it very porky at this end. Now, let's get on to the part of the vehicle where I said it kind of reminds me of the AMC Pacer. That is in the quarter window. As we touched on earlier in the article, the greenhouse is not a traditional SUV or even crossover greenhouse. In normal crossovers or SUVs, you have the A pillar, the B pillar, the C pillar, you know, and then you have the D pillar. And so the C pillar is typically blacked out, 
with the greenhouse so it looks like one 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 massive piece of glass genesis decided not to do that what they decided to do was have the front driver and pass front driver and passenger and then rear passenger windows have the blacked out pillar in the middle and then where the quarter window is they took the body and and added like this arrow shape you know the lancia stratus like the modern one that modern stratus and it has that just past the door it has that angular almost like built-in body uh roll cage to it i'm explaining that poorly but the genesis gb70 has a relatively similar design element so again you have the front driver and front driver and passenger window you have the rear passenger windows and then the pillar in the middle that separates them is blacked out so that it looks like one sort of massive glass area rather than it being split between oh here's the driver portion here's the passenger portion here's the rear so speaking of the rear though they didn't do that with like they like most automakers do with their crossovers or suvs so instead of having a blacked out c pillar they made that c pillar body color whether it be silver gray whatever and made it connect sort of to the roof so it splits up the passenger section of the car from the cargo section of the car and with the way that they've shaped the roof line and the quarter window it reminds me a lot of the amc pacer to that end it's a it's a very triangular at triangular ish quarter window it's actually kind of big but yeah and it, i'll tell you what though it does look a lot better than the pacer one does but yeah it, it's it is kind of interesting that they decided to go with a body color c pillar rather than blacking it out so that it looks like one massive piece of glass i once again this is what i'm kind of indifferent to i think it's rather unique i like it from the silhouette to me it makes it a little bit sportier and makes it i i think it makes the car look a little bit it doesn't make it look as long as it perhaps is it's that massive piece of glass it would almost look like a like a station wagon or maybe a limo but on the other hand i also have to wonder if it would look a little bit more a look perhaps if it would look a little classier having that un largely unbroken greenhouse i wonder how that would how that would look let's move on to the sport package though because that's the next package to talk about i like the sporty front end i think the side intakes the side vents are a little bit too big they they don't need to be that big to me they're they're a little bit excessive but the rest of it i like i like that it has a a frowny lower lower grill the beak is still perhaps a little too big but i like it i like it a lot actually from the side i like Gen the wheels genesis has added to the sport package car and the press photos what is interesting is that they didn't black out the silver highlights that surround the greenhouse which i would have i would have thought that they would have that's something that for a sport package you would think would be the obvious thing to do is to black it out make it look a little bit stealthier well i say stealthier certainly make it look sportier but no they haven't done that here now what is a big change the biggest change here outside of the front is actually at the rear they have massive exhaust tips thankfully they're circular rather than the weird the weird shape that they were on the non-sport model but whether these are functional at that size or not is we're gonna have to wait and see but if they're not functional it's a complete waste it, it's a wasted exercise just have have real exhaust tips that's all i ask but i will say i will say that it does look very kind of like porsche mccann porsche cayenne-esque at the rear to me especially with those exhaust tips in the sport package and that is a compliment that is a compliment it looks it looks very high-end 
So with the exterior out of the way, let's move to the interior. And the interior, much like the rest of the car, I kind of have mixed feelings about because to me, it's certain portions of it are almost like 50s retro futurism, which is excellent. And I love the colors and I think it's a very luxurious looking interior. And that's great for Genesis because that really means that they're moving up with their materials, their fit and finish and so on. Whether that's actually the case, I'll have to wait and see for myself. Uh, and even the touchscreen, while it does stick up on top of the dash and it does have that tacked on tablet look, which I don't really like, it's wide rather than tall. So that does, that does help with making it not absolutely egregious. I like the airbag cover on the steering wheel. Y'all know me, I'm quite a stickler for that. I like the I like the spokes for the steering wheel as well because the the aluminum highlight that surround that surrounds the outsides of the spokes, it all connects. You go from the central spoke at the bottom to the outer spokes in the middle, and the highlight runs around all of that. So it encompasses all of the spokes. And I, and I think that's a very elegant, very beautiful design choice. Let's talk about the elephant in the room that you can't see at the moment though the HVAC functions placement. So the reason why I said retrofuturism is because the HVAC functions, like in a handful of modern cars, are com is completely uh, separated from the touchscreen. What makes it rather different, though, is that they're inside, I say inside, but out outside of the, or surrounding the HVAC buttons, buttons is this massive oval ring this sent this one massive oval ring with more silver highlights and a black applique or applique whichever way is the proper way to say it on the inside like a piano black face put inside of it and so what you have to me is a very is a very 50s looking design element yet yet modernized it's something i would have i would have inspect inspected it's something i would have expected Expected for maybe like a resto modded, resto modded Imperial or maybe maybe a Cadillac, certainly a Lincoln, but it's on a Genesis. To me, it's a very very retro futuristic look, and I love it. The only thing that's, that's a little bit off putting is how much space there is between the HVAC functions and where the air vent and where the air vents are, and how much dash, how much leather and whatnot there is between the HVAC functions, the air vents. And then the touchscreen altogether. It's a very spaced out, simplistic interior. Not bad, but very, very different. But I like it. And the thing is, the HVAC functions are on the center of the dash, obviously. But the but the oval ring with the black face doesn't stop in the center in the center of the dash. Genesis decided to continue it all the way over to the left side of the steering wheel, where there is a traction. It looks like a traction control off button, a cruise control off button, and a few other things. Again, you have to see it for yourself. It's it's quite, if you ask me, it is quite Jetsons looking. Rest of the rest of the interior is also very, very gorgeous, though. I think Genesis has done an excellent job with making this interior feel incredibly luxurious. Like to me, this is this is the kind of interior that some of the American American luxury automakers, predominantly Lincoln and Cadillac, should should learn from. Because America Regardless of the quality, America in the 50s and the 60s have incredible interior designs. Again, quality and quality aside, the designs alone are incredible and I kind of wish I kind of wish the the American automakers would pull more from those because they were with the technology that we have now, with the materials that we have now, imagine a 50s interior done with modern design, done with modern materials. 
and in, and with modern technological integration. That would be incredible. And I've also just realized that the model I'm looking at here is the sport one. Because I just scrolled over and I see a different interior and this one must be the normal one. And I don't like this steering wheel at all. This steering wheel is a... It's it's technically, I guess, a two-spoke, but it's like the Mercedes... It's like the Mercedes, I, I would personally call it a one-spoke design, where it's a, it's a massive airbag cover that stretches from the left side to the right side of the steering wheel, and then no lower cent central spoke in the middle of the steering wheel. So it's very, very Mercedes-esque, and the Mercedes one I'm fairly okay with. The Genesis one, no, because the Genesis one is just... It's a massive, kind of a rounded, rhomboid design, and it just looks really, really thick. Like, like imagine a, a 80s steering wheel, like an American 80s steering wheel design, and then modernized. And it's a lot like that, and I'm not really a fan of those steering wheels. It won't be as clunky to, clunky to maneuver because it's not as big or thin-rimmed, but I really dislike that airbag cover. It's just, it's just a bunch of, it's a slab of leather. In there. And the leather's not the problem, but it's a slab of material. It's a slab of just material in the middle of the steering wheel. I would rather have a smaller airbag cover that makes the steering wheel look a lot more athletic and a lot less heavy. Because visually, to me, it's a very heavy looking steering wheel. You know what though? Honestly, because we're, we're at the end of the podcast now, I think I'm going to wait on a verdict. I really have to see this thing in the flesh, especially the interior, before I make any proper judgments. I think I'm going to be at a 7 though. Maybe a 6.8. Maybe 6.7 I think. I'm just, I'm a bit unsure, but I think Genesis didn't do a bad job. I think they did good when all is said and done. Anyway, what do you guys think of the new Genesis GV70? Please tell me in the comments below. I do hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you did, then please like the episode, share the episode, and follow the podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, then please like, comment, share, and consider subscribing. And if you do subscribe, I really do appreciate that. Please make sure to hit the little notification bell and then all notifications. That way you're notified every time I upload. If you want to listen to this podcast on the road, but you don't have or don't want the Podbean mobile app, that's not an issue. Just boot up wherever you get your podcast before you set off. And then type in Cody's car code and choose the episode you want to listen to. I'll see you all soon. You've just listened to me probably ramble about some cars, if I'm being honest. If you've enjoyed me passionately talking about lumps of metal on wheels, then why don't you follow me on Twitter at CodyCar, C-O-N-U-N-D-R-M, or check out my website, www.codyscarconundrum.com, for articles and other car-related content. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Make sure to follow me here or any other platform so you don't miss out on more full throttle content. Thanks for listening. I'll see you all in the next episode.